I am sitting here across from Brother T. Yes, indeed. It's mm. podcast time it's in the pod- podcast barn. That's right. You know what? <clears throat> I'm so glad. And, and for the people who don't believe us, this is a barn. It is a barn. That's not just a term. Right. It's not just a little mm-hmm. catchy name we gave to it. There used to be animals in here. Mm-hmm. But now it is a concrete floor and thank the dear Lord. Yes. Uh, two gas heaters. Yes. Because <laughs> it is cold this morning. <laughs> I actually, matter of fact, uh, I ran... Uh, Probably a foul of my father-in-law, knowing that Brother T was going to be here on a cold morning and turned the heat up to Thank you. one notch above low. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still uh, wearing our sweaters. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a whole lot warmer in here than it is outside. So, mm. hey, you know what this is? This is the week of Thanksgiving. It is, brother. Week it of is. Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. Right here where we're sitting, my family and I with some close relatives, have our Thanksgiving meal. We don't even do it at our house. We do it at the Thanksgiving barn. Wow. Yeah, the podcast barn becomes the holiday barn. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, coming yeah. up. What you got planned for your family? We usually go to uh, my sister-in-law's house, and the whole family descends on that. Sometimes they've come to our house, but yeah. this year we're going to their house. You probably have the pool closed, so nobody it, wants to come. Yeah, it's now. definitely closed, brother. <laughs> Ice skating rink now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Now, tonight's exciting. I'm excited yes. about tonight. I don't know if anybody else is, Brother T, but yeah. I'm excited about tonight. Yeah, tonight, uh, you, Dr. Ken Dugan, you are preaching for our Thanksgiving service tonight, November 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. And it's going to be an exciting night. White Oak Baptist Church, right. Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I would love, I hope that some of our podcast listeners who listen on the same day, yes. a lot of people don't listen until later in the week. Right. Uh, I get the, you know, the analytics, and a lot mm-hmm. of people listen about Thursday mm-hmm. to it. But for the people who listen on Tuesday, right. why not? This yeah. is, I love Thanksgiving services. Right. Have you yeah. ever had one of those where everybody gets a kernel of corn? Uh, no, I have not. Have you done that? I mean, uh, seen no, it? No, no, I have not. The church where I <clears throat> became a believer, uh-huh. where my wife and I were married, where I was called to ministry, all those sorts of things, just down the road here, uh, used to, on Thanksgiving, would have Thanksgiving service. Everybody got a kernel of corn when they came in. And then at a point in the service, you walk to the Lord's Supper table, in which there was a cornucopia. Mm. You dropped your kernel of corn in there and turned around to a microphone and told the whole church what you were thankful for. Wow. Did everyone do that? I mean, I, I, unless, you know, mm-hmm. unless you were saying, I'm a sinner. Yeah, man. But I, I, I do, I remember doing that. You know, so if you had any fear of uh, public speaking at all, right. you just didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> you just stayed at home. But, I, you know, I never, uh-huh. I've never had a problem speaking in front of people, so that was no big deal to me. I had more problem thinking of something I was thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, oh my. Uh, but I always came up with something back in those days. Right. Much more thankful today as a mature man Definitely. than I was as yeah. a 17-year-old. Yeah. Walking up. But that, it's a kind of cool thing to do. It is. It is. But I do service. hope folks uh, can be there tonight. It's going to be a, a good night. going to have a time of worship. You're going to preach. Yeah. And just going to be a sweet time together. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I really am looking forward to bringing my uh, stepmom with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She said, I'd like to go. I'm like, man, I'd love for you to go. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. My wife said that. Right. My wife came home and said, hey, Mary's going to go with you. I said, awesome. Huh. Awesome. Okay. So, Fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad for her to be able to go. Yeah. Our well. folks love to hear you preach. So I love to preach there because mm-hmm. they're very receptive. They are. They and are. We know that not everyone is very receptive, but mm-hmm. your church is. They are, my brother. Hey, I thought for a subject matter today, Brother T, is uh, what, you know, it might, 
some people might mm-hmm. think, well, this is just a given. Why in the world are you talking about this? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about heaven. Yes, about I agree. Heaven. Yeah. They have to do with clouds and babies in diapers and harps. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Are they wearing diapers? I, well, the ones that I've seen. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like in nurseries of churches. Right, right, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, whole, the whole idea of the Renaissance artists yes. drawing the cherubim, mm-hmm. uh, little chubby children, mm-hmm. uh, with their propped up on their elbows. Right. You know, kind yeah. of looking over clouds to see what's going yeah, on in the earth. Yeah, yeah. Probably nothing further <laughs> at all from what little thing, little truth of heaven is. So right. where is heaven mm. and how do you get there? Yeah. Where is heaven and what how is, you get there? What a topic. And and you have some really odd thoughts on this and I'm really <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to your uh, in-depth yeah. odd way. Brother T has a way of thinking about things that will just really um, make you think twice. I think that's the pot calling the kettle. <laughs> There's probably no one more scripture-centric. <laughs> I, 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 but I, tell you, I love you because yeah. you are the best, best Baptist preacher I'm I know. telling you, man. You are the I, best I, I Baptist don't, preacher I know. I don't color outside the lines. <laughs> you did not. You're a charismatic with a seatbelt. That's oh, yeah. all. That's all right. you are, brother. Which way's the wind blowing? No, that's not it. No, we've talked about that. Yeah. No, I have the opportunity now that right. I don't hold down a position in church where yeah. I can look at scripture and say, "Hey, what's the scripture saying?" Yeah, imagine that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what is heaven? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's just start with a basic description of what we're talking about. I, I think that's a great. Don't you think place so? Let's start. set that yeah. as a foundational yeah. truth. What is heaven? Is it a place or is it a state of mind? <clears throat> You go first. Okay. Well, the definition of heaven, in my opinion, is where God dwells. Okay. Okay? Good definition. So, if heaven... Are, are you going to deny that one? Are you going to, no. Or are no. you going to take another side to that one? No, you go ahead. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> it's where God dwells. Right. Therefore, uh, is God a flesh and blood person, or is he a spirit is a really good question mm. to ask, particularly when we're talking about God the Father. Yeah, I was about to say, God you know, the Father, true. The yeah. n- number one of the Trinity, mm-hmm. God the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a spirit. Yes, he is. Or, that's what, at least if you believe the Bible, mm-hmm. that's what the Bible teaches, mm-hmm. that he's a spirit. No man has seen God at any time, right. the Father. So is it a state of mind? Well, I think it's a spiritual place, which is not, uh, I don't think that is an oxymoron. But it is a spiritual place, but it is a spiritual person. If the definition of heaven is where God dwells and God is a spiritual being, then heaven is a spiritual place. I'm not saying that it doesn't have physicality to it. It doesn't have some sort of touchy-feely that you can't Mm. see or touch. But I'm afraid that people oftentimes refer to heaven strictly one way or another. Like, let's say, for example... uh, you in a service, a, a beautiful worship service. I do right. love. I love the beautiful music in, mm-hmm. a, in a church that just man just oh, yeah. knocks your socks off. Right, and and you'll hear somebody say, "Man, we're in heaven," or "This is just like heaven." Mm-hmm. And what they're speaking is that my state of mind it yeah. changed my state of mind. Right. I'm now in heaven, and I'm fearful that people may hear that, hear us as believers talk that way, mm-hmm. and think that's where it ends. Right? It's yeah. it's it's a blissful state, mm. in other words, mm-hmm. a nirvana yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah. So I I I, I want to say spiritual 
place? What do you say? I say, well, Jesus mentioned the word heaven at least 70 times, just only in the book of Matthew alone. Yeah. And um, 54 of the 66 books of the Bible mentions the word heaven. Um, Jesus, when he used the word heaven, he used two different Greek words, and one means house or dwelling. Okay. The other one means place. It says place. That's what the Greek word means there. John 14. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, both, I think, are there in John 14. Yeah. And my father's and, house are many mansions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, it's in the first verse of the Bible, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heavens. Yes. You know, uh, plural. And so, um, I mean, there, of course, we both know very detailed descriptions in the book of the Revelation. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about all that maybe a little bit later. It has citizens. It has a king. Um, and so I'm, I'm more of, uh, you know, I agree with you that there are those that say, man, this is just heavenly, yeah. just heavenly, you know, but God, the father is spirit, but Jesus, right. you know, is flesh and blood. Yes. And, uh, and so there, I think there's a physicality to that mm-hmm. as well. Jesus became flesh and yes. blood and the incarnation. Exactly. Right? And it says that in heaven, he's going to have his the scars mm-hmm. of the cross. Yeah, you that's know. really true. Uh, he has them before he leaves, and yeah. then we see them as he comes back as the lamb slain before right. the foundation mm-hmm. of the world, the book mm-hmm. of Revelation. That's, that's exactly right. So heaven, not a state of mind. It is a place. Right. A uh, state of mind is simply uh, insufficient to be able... Uh, it, but it's a spiritual place yeah. with citizens and a ruler and mm-hmm. everything else. It'd be interesting to think about the dimensions, but we won't go there right, right. now. I, it seems that in Jewish thought, in which most of the scripture is written, mm-hmm. both New Testament and Old Testament, that there were three heavens. Mm-hmm. And there there's the heaven in, around our earth that you look up and birds see. Fly. Birds flying right. in that heaven. And then the second one is where the rockets fly, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and that's the second heaven. That's right. where the abode of the stars. Mm-hmm. And the abode of God is the third heaven. So where birds fly, where rockets fly, where angels fly. Oh, that's good. That's right? a good way to put it. Yeah. One way yeah. to put it, right? Yeah. And so when Paul was taken up, he said, I was taken up to the third, third heaven, heaven mm-hmm. and got to see those things. So yeah. there, there are... Uh, the earthly, the, he- the uh, outer space, as we would call it. But then mm-hmm. there is another place that is beyond outer space that is the third heaven. I think that's what we're talking about right. when we're talking about heaven. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So how far away is that, <clears throat> Brother T? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we were talking before we started recording, Dr. Yeah. D, mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned that nowhere in Scripture that either one of us saw is there a mileage yeah. laid out? I mean, we know how far it is to the moon, yeah. you know, uh, but we don't know um, how far it is to heaven. Um, but we both talked about the nearness yeah. of heaven. And because, uh, you know, Stephen, uh, in Acts chapter, what is it, 7 or 8, uh, when he opened his eyes, he saw Jesus at yeah. the right hand of the throne of Just God. before he was to be stunned. Right, exactly. That's really what made them the most mad. Yes. If you read that story closely, yes. uh, they, they're already mad at him right. because he's talked about the resurrection of Jesus Christ yeah. and uh, seems to have equated uh, or equated Jesus with God. Mm-hmm. And that was a no-no amongst the Jewish leaders, right. Jewish people. And so... When they're about to stone him or they're considering stoning him, he looks up and the Bible says his 
face shone like the face of an angel. Mm. And then he declared out loud, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I see Jesus yeah. at the right hand, standing at the standing. right hand of mm-hmm. the Father, which is a whole sermon series it in is. itself. <laughs> standing at the right hand of the Father. But um, I, I think we may have talked about this last time. The interesting thing about that's mm-hmm. recorded in Acts, mm-hmm. right? And the only person who would have ever heard that would have been the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Because mm. Luke writes the book of Acts as well as the Gospels by right. by interviewing people who had eyewitness accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen's dead by, right. by the time right. Luke comes along. Yeah. The other people, as far as we know, are those who killed Stephen. Yeah. So can They're you imagine... They're not testimony to it. Yeah. yeah. Paul yeah. later is going, mm-hmm. I was standing there, man. Yeah. And his face mm-hmm. looked like an angel. Right. And he declared, right? Yeah. And so I, re- I think that the death of Stephen was the beginning of the conviction of the Apostle Paul. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and at that time, he was Saul. Yes. I call him the uh, coat rack because mm-hmm. they threw the coach there. He's holding them, yeah, which, holding which in them. effect means yeah. he was authorizing exactly. what was going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, I preached a message one time, Dr. D, uh, that he wasn't stoned to death. He was rocked to sleep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is so good. So, that, yeah, yeah, so he sees... Heaven. Yes. Uh, but he sees, I mean, obviously, if as some people believe that heaven is at the furthest extent of the universe, mm-hmm. he didn't have the eyes to see that far. Mm-hmm. And, and nowhere in scripture does it say that it's at the very end. Somewhere. Of, yeah. Somewhere. Right. We came up with right. that. Beyond Pluto. I mean, I've heard about yeah. the Hubble telescope mm-hmm. shining and seeing this spot yeah. on the distant horizon of the universe. It's glowing. Mm-hmm. They can't understand. And it's right. coming closer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. they go. That's heaven. <laughs> but, but that's. I think that's probably the same people. Do you remember? You're probably too young. Brother too T, young. You're right. many years younger than me. Hmm. Uh, that early in the days of my the, the church, as we were planning in church, I went to visit someone in their home, and he was so convinced that they had found a pit that led to hell in Siberia. Really? Do you not remember that? I do not remember that. I mean, he was just taken up with it because they seemed to think they were hearing wails and cries mm. and things down this hole. And he said, that that must be the pit to hell. Oh, wow. People yeah. there in hell screaming yeah. and wailing. Yeah. Wow. And you could hear it through the, through the pit that they huh. dug into their crust. Huh. Yeah, I so yeah. people have this idea that we need to... Uh, we need to make something tangible out right. of these things. Right, exactly. That where it's that direction. Matter of fact, I read a book by Adrian Rogers on heaven, and he made the he made this. I don't think he was saying this is exactly what it was, but he said whenever the Bible talks about heaven, it always talks about looking up or going north, mm. and hell is always looking down or going south. Mm. Mm. And so, I, I agree with him. That's that mm-hmm. is true in Scripture. Uh, I actually don't think that means a. North, because if you're on the mm-hmm. bottom side of the earth and you look north, you, I mean, you look up, you're looking the opposite direction. If you're on the top side of the earth, looking up, my eyes just cross, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you know, if you're in China yeah. and you're looking toward heaven, you got to look down right. because you're looking yeah. up in Israel. So, yeah, I, you know, I just thought I understand what he's saying, but I believe mm-hmm. that is a metaphorical yeah. way of talking about heaven right. and hell. You know, always going to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They would always say, go down to Jerusalem, no matter, you know, go up to Jerusalem, no uh, matter yeah. which direction you were coming from, right. you're going up to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And, and people, you know, people who don't study the Bible that much mm-hmm. go, well, that's wrong because look, they're up there around Nazareth mm-hmm. and that you can't go up to Jerusalem mm-hmm. from Nazareth. That's going mm-hmm. south. That's wrong. See, the whole Bible's <laughs> wrong. But, you, you know, 
Wild sure, Andes, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, Israel's on the hills up there, those mm-hmm. hills that surround. That's what the in the book of Psalms, the song of ascents, you know, yeah. uh, they would sing those songs as pilgrims on the way up to Jerusalem. Yeah, and the know? temple was on one of the highest points yeah, exactly. in, uh, in Jerusalem mm-hmm. as well. So you always go up. You do. Because not, I mean, just a few miles away, mm-hmm. you've got the lowest place on earth. Yes, Jericho, yeah. down that area. Yeah. I know you've been on that bus many times as I have, and... And boy, one of my favorite times is when they turn that corner and they start playing that song yeah. about Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> that is an, and then you see the Temple Mount. Yeah, you crest that yes, hill up yes, there. Yes, yes. Woo! Yeah. That's fun. Of course, now you see the uh, Dome of the Rock yeah. and the uh, Mosque of Omar. Yeah, that, and, you know, there's very few things in my life that almost took my breath away, and mm-hmm. that was one of them. Yeah, yes. The first time I saw Jerusalem, yes. and we saw it. Earlier than we anticipated, my first trip to Israel was we were actually going to spend the night in Jericho. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm. the people in my group came to me and said, spiritually, we feel very uncomfortable. Yes, yes. We do not want to spend the night here. And if you know the trip, you Mm -hmm. go up through the northern, you go through Galilee, you come down the Jordan Valley, Mm -hmm. and you come over Jericho before you ever go into Jerusalem, spend Mm -hmm. the last three or four days. And so we were going to go to Jerusalem the next day. And they all said, Pastor, you're leading this group. We want you to talk to the tour guide. So I went and had a little meeting after dinner and said, they don't want to stay here. Hmm. They're not happy. And uh, I don't, I'm not too happy about it myself. Yeah. They actually got on the phone, found us a little boutique hotel in Jerusalem. We packed up that night and left, like after dinner, got on the bus, mm-hmm. drove to what's what's that's. 30 minutes? Not far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I saw Jerusalem was at night, mm-hmm. coming over that very same hill, yes, you know, yes. and the the Temple Mound right. with, you know, the mosque uh-huh. was just lit up. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And I went, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've read about this my yeah. adult life, and there it is. That tour guide must have had some pull. Because that's hard to do. It's hard that, to do. When you lay out a tour like that, that is hard to change. <clears throat> and it was during the Feast of Sukkot. Oh, wow. Tabernacles. Okay. Which was even more difficult. Yeah. He knew of a little boutique, which I loved the hotel. Mm-hmm. Tiny little thing. Yeah. Probably didn't have 40 rooms in it. Right. But we didn't have that many. We had like 25 of yeah. us there. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. Anyway. That's neat. Uh, <clears throat> so how far is it? We don't know. I think it's arm's length. Yeah. That's... I really do. I think mm-hmm. I think because it is a spiritual place mm-hmm. that it is really heaven is all around us. Heaven is where God is. Yes. And God yeah. is all around us. Yes, God is all around God us. God is in spirit, and uh, there's no place where he is not. Mm-hmm. So heaven really is everywhere in the spiritual realm because that's where God dwells. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a place. And you and I both have people who are pa- passing away, mm-hmm. I know, who've described experiences that were that were not being experienced here on this earth. Right. Right, and mm-hmm. it was because I think that they were making that transition mm-hmm. from the physical to the spiritual. Sure, I mean it's all, it's like walking through a door. Yeah, I mean it's that close, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah. We both have been standing by bedsides and uh, been right there. In the so it's the next side. room over. Yeah, Ooh, right? that's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like adjoining rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there somewhere between heaven and earth? And I, and I've written in our notes. I've heard things like paradise, Abraham's bosom, purgatory. What say ye? Well, I mean, uh, of course, I don't see purgatory anywhere in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say uh, negative uh, on purgatory. Um, of course, Abraham's bosom is mentioned 
paradise is also mentioned. Uh, before we started recording, you were talking about purgatory. Uh, I think our listeners would be very interested in what you had to say. Yeah, that uh, it is mentioned if you accept the Apocrypha, those books between the Old and the New Testament. They're accepted by some Protestant churches mm-hmm. and all Catholic churches. Right. There is a place there that's spoken of where you pray for the deceased. Let me quickly of, say, I do not think that's a part of the canon of Scripture. I don't either. I okay. think there's 66 books right. and not these additional. I'm, I don't remember, seven, nine books, 13 books, something I, like that. I can't recall. Additional. I had yeah. to have it when I was in school. Mm-hmm. We had to have a Bible with mm-hmm. the Apocrypha in it. And there's some really fascinating stories in there. Very fascinating yeah. stories. Yes. That's where we learn yep. uh, of Hanukkah. Yeah, a lot of the history, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> different things you're going to learn there. Yeah, but we don't mm-hmm. believe it's divinely inspired. No, 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 no. And so this concept of purgatory really precedes Jesus by about three centuries with mm-hmm. a person named uh, Plato. Mm. And Plato greatly influenced Greek thought, which was the you know the intellect of the day, mm-hmm. in the days of Jesus. The Romans were were more known for their military power, their brute, their right. industry, their, their engineering. Mm-hmm. But the Greeks were known for thinking, philosophers, yes. that sort of thing. So Plato was a student of Socrates. Mm-hmm. And Socrates... Everybody's ever heard of both of those gentlemen, I'm sure. Socrates never wrote anything. Mm. Plato wrote down many of the words of Socrates, and some people even doubt whether or not most of them Socrates or Plato's view of Socrates. Right, but that right. matter. He came up with this idea of purgatory, or he began to expound upon this idea of purgatory, mm-hmm. because he really did see the, the physical body as this dirty, filthy, horrible thing, mm-hmm. and the soul of a person needing to escape that body and go somewhere and if that soul had also somehow been tinged by the effects of the body mm-hmm. and it could not go directly into a place of bliss, then there was this waiting spot, this waiting room mm-hmm. to see whether or not you, the doctor have called your name, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. whether you get out of it and go. And therefore, encourage uh, later the church began to pray for people in that place called purgatory, the mm-hmm. in between limbo, if you will, sure. place of limbo, neither yeah. there, neither good nor bad, just mm-hmm. kind of in a holding pattern. And uh, actually, even Christian tombs and gravestones today have that idea because in that period of time, even during the days of Jesus, people would pray Mm -hmm. for folks who were, they wanted to go to heaven and they wanted them to rest in peace, wasn't Mm. sure. So rest in peace, RIP on the tombstone, is a prayer. Mm. It's praying for the deceased that they would find rest mm-hmm. somewhere and not be in this limbo state. Very, very, very interesting, the history of purgatory. It really is. Now, yeah. paradise or Abraham's bosom, a whole different thing. Yeah. That is a Jewish thought, and I think mm-hmm. it's accurate in the respect. That's how they referred to this place, spiritual place, where... Uh, people who are of faith would go mm-hmm. into Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. And we learn that a couple of places. One, Jesus on the cross. Yes. Gospel of Luke, right? Yes, he called it paradise. Yes. Mm-hmm. He said to the thief on the cross, when the thief on the cross rebuked the other criminal, mm-hmm. who said, hey, don't you see that we're just getting what we deserve? This man yeah. is not. And so this man, observing the way Jesus was dying, realized he was the son of God and said to me, would you remember me mm-hmm. when you get come into your kingdom? And Jesus said in Luke twenty three forty three, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. That's right. Today. Yeah. Today. You'll mm-hmm. be with me in paradise. Right. Did and say heaven. Right. Use the Jewish mm-hmm. term mm-hmm. paradise for that. Then yeah. we have the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Right. Luke 16. Not Lazarus. 
There's no because <laughs> I've done that. I've preached all sermon on Lazarus. <laughs> they shouldn't make Nazareth. Yeah. Nazareth. <laughs> Woo! You you want to say Nazareth and Lazarus <laughs> rather than Nazareth and Lazarus? Oh my! Right? Okay, so yeah. the the beggar, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the beggar who sat at the gate of the rich man. Both died. Bible mm-hmm. said. Uh, one was buried, and the other was carried away into Abraham's bosom by the angels. Right. That would be the beggar that did that. Yes. Then we have the story of the, some people call them dives. I'm not sure where dives comes from, D-I-V-E-S, mm. but that's a, a Latin term for him that mm-hmm. people call him. Let's just say the rich man looks across, tormented in this flame, he says, and sees the beggar in mm. paradise or Abraham's, Abraham's bosom. bosom. right? And we understand from the whole story that there's a chasm set between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The most interesting thing about that to me is the way uh, Abraham says it. We've put this chasm here mm-hmm. so that those here will not go to you. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. What? You're in paradise and you won't go to hell? <laughs> and, uh, and I think it speaks of the compassion of the people who sure. are in yeah. paradise. They would come and rescue them. Mm-hmm. And this is God's judgment on those mm-hmm. who rejected or accepted the message. And so we understand from that 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 is a place. Then later, the Bible talks about Jesus. Uh, I think Peter writes about this, going into the innermost parts of mm-hmm. the earth even mm-hmm. and preaching to the captives and setting the captives free. Exactly, exactly. And and we both believe that it's this area right here. Yeah, I, I believe. Here's what I think, that people, as Hebrews speaks of, Hebrews mm-hmm. 11 particularly, speaks of those people who died were counted as righteous because they believed the promise. Yes. They never saw the fulfillment of the mm-hmm. promise. Mm-hmm. So you've got three different groups of believers. You've got the people in the Old Testament who believed that Jesus would fulfill his promise to bring about a Messiah, a mm-hmm. Redeemer. And then you've got the people who lived during the times of Jesus, who saw right. Jesus and believed upon him. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, but there's more people who are even more blessed who come along later who believe, who have never seen. Yeah. yeah. Right? right? So three groups of people, but all mm-hmm. look back to a central figure who is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus goes back to those after his death, but mm-hmm. before his ascension. Yeah. And says, here I am. Right. He retains the nail scars in his hands. He says to them, I am the one that you believed in, the promise that you believed. Mm-hmm. And I think... Part of that weird passage of scripture after Jesus is resurrected, when the graves opened in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and there were saints who walked forth, yeah. bodily walked forth, bodily, right. is a picture of that taking place during ah, that time. Okay, okay. And then, Doc, you've got the passage in Second Corinthians, what, 12, uh, where Paul said he knew a man that was called up to the third heaven. Third heaven. And uh, he was called up, it says, into paradise. Yeah. So you get the mention of the word paradise again. Right. And that, know. again, was a Jewish thought. Right. You exactly. Know, called him to paradise. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there are places, and I think Abraham's bosom is one way of saying the positive side mm-hmm. of the afterlife. Yeah. 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 And then Sheol, right. uh, the grave, mm-hmm. darkness was mm-hmm. where uh, he found himself. Hades, some people mm-hmm. would say that there's some... Various distinctions between just mm-hmm. either being the grave or mm-hmm. a place of torment. Right. But after the resurrection, that place was emptied. Yeah, emptied. And now, uh, I mean, we both, as you mentioned a moment ago, uh, recently we've had loved ones that have passed away. And yeah. we believe without a doubt that they are with Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. I would believe that. And I think that's yeah. biblical. Yes, I do too. How does it take to get there, Brother T? 
<laughs> I just snap my finger. Snap the fingers. <laughs> snap of the fingers. Yeah. There. I mean, that's uh, yeah. that's biblical as well. When right. we think about First Thessalonians chapter four. Yes. Where uh, we who are alive and remain should be caught up, but we'll all be changed in the twinkling mm-hmm. of not the blinking, not but the, the blinking, twinkle, but the twinkling, the refraction of light upon right. the eye, which is mm-hmm. the quickest thing that they knew of at the time. Yes. So instantaneously, in that mm-hmm. instance, we'll be with Jesus. But mm-hmm. up until then, as well, because He said, "Listen, don't worry about keeping those people who've already died." Yeah, exactly. They're, they're and then we've got too. that passage, to be absent from the body is to be present yeah. with the Lord. Not speaking of purgatory no. or any in-between no. state. Right. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, mm-hmm. uh, next week you'll be with me in paradise. Because it takes a pretty long journey. <laughs> no, he said today right. yeah. you'll be with me. Yes. And again, this is before the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yeah. paradise still existed in the way that we knew it as a positive place, Abraham's bosom. But after that, mm-hmm. so you know, you think one of the people who spent the less amount of time in in Abraham's bosom was the thief on the cross. Ah, it's good. It's just a really weekend trip. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little weekend getaway. Yet yet again, it's interesting that it's not laid out, you know, it's a 10-minute trip or seven minutes. No. I mean, it's not laid out. Just like the mileage is not laid out, how long does it take to get there is not laid out. Right. And so we just have to pick pick and choose, but look. At so many different scriptures and put together that that it's right there. Yes, it's just right there. Yes. Well, here's the one I think with most people really get confused, and and I I wish I remember what the sign said. But I was driving through countryside over in North Carolina, and I came by a church, and it said, "Have you made your reservations for heaven, mm. where you will spend eternity?" Ah. <laughs> Now, at this point, somebody is going to fall off a treadmill. Yes. Or going, they're going to <laughs> yes. ride into a ditch. <laughs> they're into going a ditch. to. <laughs> because, folks, heaven is not your eternal home. Yes, right. It is not. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, is, it is, if there is an intermediate mm. place, for us at least, mm-hmm. it would be heaven. Yes. Right? Yes. And several of, so what is heaven? Heaven mm-hmm. is where God dwells. Yes. And so we know that as Paul said, to be absent from the body would be present with the Lord. Yes. So if you're present with the Lord, you're in That's heaven. heaven. That's right? heaven. You're right. in that place. I mean, exactly. even, and I know we're doing a very poor job of describing it, mm-hmm. but it's heaven, where mm-hmm. wherever the, the Lord is, that's right. where we are going right. immediately after death. Mm-hmm. We will be there, but we will not stay there. Yeah, we believe in the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah, yes. So, what a lot of people describe heaven as when they talk about the pearly gates. Yeah, they talk about the foundation made of precious stones, and they talk about Jesus being in the light. Mm-hmm. That's not heaven. Mm-hmm. Not heaven yeah. at all. I mean, it's clearly laid out in Revelation twenty-one. Verses 1 through 4. I don't know how many times, Doc, I've stood under a little green <coughs> green tent and read this, you know. And um, it's just, it is so beautifully, really Revelation 21 and 22 laid out yeah. exactly where we will yeah. spend eternity, yeah. you know. The first couple of chapters of the book of Genesis, beginning of the Bible, speaking of that perfect place mm-hmm. where God dwelled and man right. dwelt with him. Mm-hmm. The last two chapters in the Bible, all the way back in the Revelation, yeah. 65 books later, right? Right ends with that very same scene, mm-hmm. that God is with his people in a sinless environment. Exactly. So it really is like, it isn't the, but it is like the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Just much more populated mm-hmm. now with, with people. But yeah, most people, when they describe heaven, are really describing the new heavens and the new earth. Mm-hmm. And I think both of you and I agree with the fact that there will be a time in which we are in the presence of the Lord 
and I know all kinds of things have been written, and I am not a smart enough man to understand what our state will be like. Mm-hmm. I know it will be a spiritual state, yeah. but we seem to have a spiritual body, body right. during that period of exactly. time. Exactly. Uh, waiting upon the the physical immortal mm-hmm. body that we will receive, mm-hmm. which will be like Christ's yes. body, but we'll be there in His presence. Many things take place. What order they are is debated. Mm-hmm. Marriage supper of the Lamb, mm-hmm. uh, the judgment seat of Christ, right. all that stuff that takes mm-hmm. place during that period of time. But when that period is over, it is over. After Satan is defeated, finally, he is cast into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. The heavens and the earth, Peter says this, are dissolved. Exactly. That's the word. All material Mm -hmm. is done away with. Mm -hmm. God recreates heaven and earth. Starts from scratch, mm-hmm. no longer under the pain of sin. Right. The Bible actually says that the earth today, all groaning, nature, groaning, groaning yes. waiting for the adoptions right. of the sons of glory. Mm-hmm. So we know that that the earth, the leaves, I mean, the leaves are dying down, blowing mm-hmm. away, and all the different yeah. things are happening. The grass is withering, mm-hmm. and the things are getting colder. It's getting very uncomfortable. All that taking place because this earth is going through that kind of penalty of sin mm-hmm. in itself. All mm-hmm. of creation was cursed. But there'll be no more curse right. then. Mm-hmm. And so the the fruit trees will bear their fruit. Uh, rivers will flow clean and unpolluted. Mm-hmm. And we will have a new heaven and a new earth in yeah. which there's no enmity between any of the creatures. There's mm-hmm. perfect harmony between right. all. Right. And that is Revelation 21 and 22. Sure. But that is after Heaven and earth have passed away. Yes. Yeah. I believe that with all of my heart. So heaven is not your eternal home. No. It's the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. That's what it says. The the only way that you can say that we will spend eternity in heaven is it is where God dwells. Exactly. And so the new heaven and the earth will be heaven, but not the one that you will go to after you die. I believe those that are there now with God, as you said, they're, they're, they can recognize each other. I don't, we don't know exactly what type of body, yeah. per se, that they are in. Yeah. But I believe they can recognize each other. They can communicate with each other. I mean, even Moses uh, and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration um, recognized. You know, yeah. they were recognized. How much, so, how much stock do you put in near-death experiences? Well, you know, th- there have been some books out there that are just wild. And then... They come back and years later say, you know what, I, I made that up. And so I, I think the vast majority mm-hmm. uh, ate at Taco Bell the night before. Yeah. And they yeah. came up with a wild story, you know. You know, remember and, what Scrooge uh, says? There's more There's more gravy than grave of you. <laughs> when he sees Jacob Marley in the night, he comes and locks the door. Jacob Marley visits him. He just got through eating a little gruel down yeah. at the tavern. And he said, there's more Gravy than grave of you. So I think that's what happens sometimes. Right. A little bad yeah. gravy. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I do think there are times that, um, and again, we've both been there beside the bedsides. And it's very possible that God allows one that is uh, about to slip off to glory to uh, to be comforted. I do, you know? yeah. I, I, I think there are legitimate and illegitimate, yeah. as you said. Right. There, there are people that I've talked to who never wrote a book. Yeah. Who would share, yeah. you know, intimately? Can, can I tell you mm-hmm. what I experienced? I don't, I, you know, right. I don't want to seem crazy or anything, but mm-hmm. this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. This is what I experienced, and it's very. I mean, those people have said, or they've told me, I, I saw so and so, my grandmother, my yes. whatever, and said I have a hard time. I just knew it was her, although. Mm-hmm. 
she wasn't the way I remembered her. Right. She was, you know, mm-hmm. healthy. Yes. And, and all that is fascinating to me. It is. And, you know, I'm with you. It has to come from a person that I know, that Mm -hmm. I trust, that's not trying to make a buck. Yeah, benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have uh, my buddy, Lazarus. Yeah. And um, 20 years ago now, uh, he did not have a heartbeat. He collapsed at Erlanger. Did not have a heartbeat for 22 minutes. And I have begged him to come up with some kind of story. Yeah. I said, man, I'll get you on the talking circuit. Yeah. Uh, we'll write a book. Write a book. You make millions. Yeah. And split it right down the middle. Yeah. yeah you let's know. do it. And, uh, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't. He, he just nothing. has no memories. Zero. Just darkness. Darkness. And I, and I told him, I'm worried about him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had the experience of being in a car accident. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't know whether I died. I just, they'd cut me out of the car, laid me on the side of the road. And the EMT standing above me said, I thought you were dead. Mm. And I, the, the exact terms, I think, were, I thought you were a dead man. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. And then they hauled me off in the, in the, uh, thankfully, in the ambulance, not the hearse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I had no experience either. I mean, I have, I have the experience of remembering smells and lights and that sort of thing. But that was of the car crash. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, it was boom, mm-hmm. boom. Run. Yeah. When something happens. And then I'm talking, this is... 40 minutes probably yeah. by the time. Wow. Because this was late at night, midnight or yeah. later, and uh, in a remote part of the road. And I don't know how long it took to get people there to mm. get DMT. I don't know how long it took for them to cut me out of the car, all that kind of stuff. But I've also kind of thought, man, there was my chance. Yes. <laughs> there was my chance to see, hear something. Right. And, and uh, whether or not in the subconscious I did, I don't know. But I didn't yeah. in the conscious yeah. part of my life. One last question then. Which is probably the most important. Yeah. Do yeah. only good people get to go to heaven? I uh, hope not. Because <laughs> the Bible says there's none good. That's right. So define good. Yeah, right. Nobody. <laughs> there's yeah. none good. No, yeah. not one. Let me read it. Can I read yeah, the scripture? Yeah, please. Uh, Romans three ten and following. As it is written, there is none righteous. I looked it up. None means none. None yeah. means none. Yeah. None righteous. Yeah. No not one. There is none who understands. Listen to this. There is none who seeks after God. They're all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Yeah. So and when you do that, I always hear that Christian song. Yeah. No, not one. Yeah. <laughs> no, not. I don't know what song that is, but it came to mind. No, right. not one. No, not one. <laughs> no, not one. Uh, I think there's an Old Testament passage, too, that says the heart is desperately wicked. Yes. Who can know it? Yeah, and then Jeremiah. I think it is Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah, desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was asked that question one time, and and I don't know if it was a sufficient answer or not, but this is the question you and I get asked a lot over the Mm -hmm. years. Why do good people die? Yeah, yeah. And Mm. uh, my answer was define good. Mm. Mm. That's good. And... Um, innocent, yeah. define innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we all have done things that, that are deserving of death, and now you might want to argue that and go, right. well, you know, a six-year-old did nothing to do to deserve death. And I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't come up with that scenario myself. Right. And a lot of things God did I would have done differently because I would have done them wrong. Yeah, that's a good you know? way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah. he does things that are right, and mm-hmm. we may not understand them. Mm-hmm. may not even like them. Yes. Right? There's mm-hmm. a bunch of stories in the Old Testament I wish didn't happen the way that happened. But they did, and Agreed. the Bible puts them in there, right? Yeah. So, uh, 
this is his world, not ours. That's exactly he right. He created it, yeah, not and I. He put us in it. We, yes. didn't, we didn't right. fabricate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do only good people get to go to heaven? And I would say, no, that's not a true statement. No. Only forgiven people go to heaven. Only forgiven. But there are so many people out there that it's on the scale system. Yes. Living their lives, trying to do more good than bad, yeah. thing that in the end it's all going to be weighed. Yeah. But that's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. I'll never forget, Brother T, in the church in which I grew up, wonderful people mm-hmm. have wonderful memories of there. Uh, <clears throat> but testimony time was pretty often. We mm-hmm. had a lot of testimonies. Yeah. And if someone would say, I'm, I'm trying to live good enough. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask a member of our church, the most common answer I heard was, I'm trying to live right. Yeah. It's always I'm trying. There was no assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. And and I and you and I have talked about this, that that's the, the P in the tulip of the, the right. Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the P in the tulip as Reformed theologians believe in it. Right. But I do believe that we get to heaven not because of our good works, but because we're forgiven, mm-hmm. return to Christ in repentance mm-hmm. and faith right. in Him. Yeah. As the author and the finisher of our faith who died for us in our place on the cross so that we wouldn't have to pay the penalty of sin. He paid it for us, mm. of which we couldn't pay. If right. we did, it would just be eternal death. Exactly. And so he did, and we received that. But it wasn't because somehow God thought you were good enough to get Mm-mm. that, nor did you act good enough to get it. And how many times have we heard people say, well-meaning people, mm-hmm. when you get to heaven, Peter's got a table set up, Yeah. right? Just like, you know, entering into a bingo game or something. Mm-hmm. And he's going to look up your name and say, you know, um, can you tell me why you yeah. should get in, why I'll allow you in? I got the keys. Mm-hmm. And if I got the keys, Jesus gave me the keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to get in? You say, well, man, I, I tried to treat my neighbor right, yeah. and, I, and I did this. And all those things, Brother T, are consequences, results of mm-hmm. us being forgiven. Right. We should live that way. Yeah. And, you know, James talks about how a true Christians should live. You mm-hmm. should live with charity and mm-hmm. benevolence and loving right. your neighbor. And Jesus talked about that. Yep. But that is not the reason why you're a Christian. Yeah. That is the result of being a Christian. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get to heaven because you uh, pledged allegiance to the flag, right. kissed your poodle, right. loved your mama. Helped you know, an old lady across yeah, the street. Exactly. Those Kutile, are... your Boy Scout knots. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's not it. It is. That I is. mean, we are all by the grace of God. Yeah. If we get there, it's by the grace of God. It's not due. It's done. It's right. not what we do. It's what Christ did on the cross of Calvary and our uh, acceptance of that. And I, I would just say this in closing, Brother T. I lived a life defeated for almost in 20 years, close right. to 20 years, yeah. before I became a believer while I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. It is because I had been taught that you had to live good enough to get to heaven. Someday the balances would be weighed. Mm-hmm. And if you were better than bad, yeah. then you got to go to heaven. If you're better than good, yep. then you went to hell. Yeah. And I knew all the bad things. I did a lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of evil, ugly things, what we would call sins. Mm-hmm. As a young teenager, middle teenager, that I just pretty much had given up on the opportunity to yeah. ever go to heaven. And I heard an old, uneducated Baptist preacher say, it's not what you've done, it's what he did for you yes. on the cross yes. that changed my life for eternity. Amen. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is that is so true, brother. And that's for all of us. All of us. All of us. So uh, we hope that you made your reservations not because you're good, yes, but because you're forgiven. Yes. Right? Yes. Hey, we won't be here next week. 
Brother T, I am heading out to Kansas to do a little pheasant hunt with my brother. Oh, that sounds fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, I, and sometimes we would come together and go, hey, let's record again this week for next week. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. It is. We ain't going to do that. No, we're not. So no, everybody not. gets a week off, right? <laughs> Tell your friends about our podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. And Don't forget tonight. Tonight at 6 o'clock, yeah, White Oak Baptist Church Red on Bank Memorial Campus. Drive. Yes. And, man, I got a message that I did not pull out of a... You know, a file that I ah, preached 20 years ago. Yeah. Wrote it for this service. Wow. I'm excited, man. I'm excited now. So yeah. we hope to see you there. Okay. Yes. God bless.